Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to episode 43 of That Scale RC Show. I'm your host, Adam, alongside with... Jeremy. And we have a special guest tonight. Um, so this is two weeks for you guys. We have a special guest on the show. Uh, this week we have Javier from Operation 11 Charlie RC. Hey, how you doing, Bob? What's up, man? Uh, thanks for coming on. Um... Now, uh, we do a little questionnaire, kind of like icebreaker-style questions to, you know, let the listeners, you know, get to know you a little bit more before we dive into the meat and potatoes, so to speak. Um, so we're just going to jump right into that with um, your first scale crawler. What was it? My first scale crawler, okay. It was the Axial XCX-102, the kit. That the, the Jeep Grand Cherokee. That was nice. that, that was my first. Nice. Um, your favorite scale? Uh, what would be your favorite scale crawler? Your favorite brand, model, all the above. As of now, as of now, uh, that I'm starting to get into it more. Uh, I love my RC four wheel drive. Uh, you know, scale wise. I have the C, uh, C2X uh, from them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my favorite scale uh, rig right now. Nice. Sweet. Um, where would be your favorite place to go crawling? Well, uh, as of here, you know, I'm, I'm here in Florida. We don't have that much stuff here, sadly. You know, it's mainly flat, uh, but we have a few spots here. Uh, uh, we have a weekend park uh, that we go through, do some trailing, and also uh, down in uh, in the Kissimmee area, area, you know, close to Orlando. It's another place we go uh, trailing. Nice. Yeah, that's right. I guess we should have uh, let everybody know that you're from the East Coast. We this is like oh, our okay. this is our first. East Coast guest, like true East Coast. Cool. Awesome, man. And so, first person to own one of those C2Xs, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know anybody who has one, so that's kind of cool to get some dirt on that later. Yes, definitely. Um, what would be your favorite event? Well, uh, the the we don't have that many here, especially on my side. I, I've been through two. Uh, here we have the No Man Left Behind. Uh, I will say that's a special one because uh, that one specifically is for veterans. Uh, Wonder Warrior program. Uh, they're they're uh, and some other people. Uh, they're they're part of that event. So and that was our first giveaway uh, for uh, our veterans. It, it was in that uh, in that event. So that's a special one. And second one is a USD that we went there uh, this year for the first time. It was awesome. That looked really fun. I caught some of the video that uh, Exocaged RC had from it, and it looked really cool. Yes, man, I, we love it because it, it's it's not a competition, you know. It just mainly right. it have like what nine, ten uh, uh, courses that you go through, um, and just the gathering, the people there. Oh man, I, I love it. it, it and make me feel uh, uh, comfortable, you know. Nice, right on. Yeah, the concourse there, the car show part of it. Oh my God, yeah. I couldn't believe the stuff we were seeing on YouTube. It was unreal. 
it, it, it's worth it's, it's worth making the trip for it. I love it. We can't wait for next year. Right on. Awesome. Uh, next question uh, would be the current number of rigs you own. Uh, as of right now, I have, oh my god, what? <laughs> I gotta count. I, I say around 10. You know, I'm new in the hobby, so 10. Well, for being new in the hobby, 10 still a good number. Yeah, right? Two. Um, and then, do you prefer comp days or trail days? Um, uh, trail days, uh, either or, you know, either or, either or. Uh, we do more trail here, so, say, uh, say, uh, trail days, yeah. And then if you were to walk into the hobby shop right now, what would be the next scaler um, or scaler purchase you would buy? Hmm. Scaler, you mean part or the whole rig? It could be part, car, whatever. If you were just to walk into the hobby shop right now and you wanted to buy something that was related to scale uh, RCs, what would it be that you would be buying? Bro, I, I really want that uh, Vanquish uh, rig, the last one, the Pro. Oh, the uh, VS410 Pro? The VS410 Pro. That's uh, <laughs> that's out there maybe maybe this year. <laughs> we'll nice. know. Nice. And then last but not least, your favorite hobby shop. Well, uh, well, I got to say JJ Customs. We got JJ Customs and uh, Dixieland RC. And always supporting uh, what we do here uh, for the veterans. Awesome. Yeah, I'm very familiar with JJ Customs. Cool. He's right in my backyard. So, um, yeah, so I think it's actually a perfect – you already kind of touched, um, you know, base on it a little bit. Um, I was telling Jay before we got you on uh, that it's a perfect kind of uh, parallel to something that Jay's been doing with the hats. He – we have a, a camo hat that was uh, for the show, mm -hmm. and part of the proceeds were going to Wounded Warrior. And we know that that is something you do. So, do you want to give us a little more uh, background and let the listeners know, like what what is Operation Eleven Charlie? Sure, definitely. Uh, first of all, I just want to thank you guys for for what you guys do for the community. I always tell you, Adam, you guys do a lot of stuff, and I appreciate that. Um, right on. Um, well, uh, Operation Eleven Charlie uh, started uh, last year, actually, on the on that Wounded Warrior event. Uh, that was a Memorial Day weekend. Um, uh, the people that don't know, I'm a disabled veteran myself, uh, so I suffer from severe PTSD. I was medically discharged around 2014, so I was on a I was in a rough shape for many years. And, uh, and then a lot of the, my doctors and all that stuff, they wanted, always wanted me to get into a hobby, right? So, so until we found we found this uh, the the hobby, uh, it was I think it was a Christmas that we had uh, we bought some RCs for for the, our boys, and then I got into it real quick, and I noticed that it helped me a lot, you know. Uh, especially, uh, um, I can be around that many people. Like I said, I was struggling with suicidal thoughts, a bunch of other stuff, uh, physical stuff. But uh, we got into the hobby, and and it helped me a lot. And my wife, she was seeing the difference. 
you know, I was changing and said, uh, this is good for you. You know, you should keep doing it. So at the same time, uh, during that year, I decided, man, if this works for me, I think it should work for my for my fellow uh, veterans, my brothers, you know. And and that's that's what, how we started uh, uh, last year. Uh, other YouTubers, uh, we had a private chat uh, back in the day, and I asked them, hey, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to start building stuff for veterans. Uh, what do you guys think? You know, I wasn't asking for nothing. I was just going to buy all the stuff myself, you know. And they jump into it and say, what do you need, Javier? No, 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 I, I don't, I'm going to, no, no, you don't need to buy, what do you need? You know, I'm just going to get a crawler, you know, crawler, trailer, uh, or a trail truck, you know, so they could get into the hobby. And, 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 and that's how we started, you know. And we are building uh, rigs, we're doing giveaways for disabled veterans uh, that suffer from severe PTSD right now. And that's awesome. That's something that, yeah, yeah, me and Jay, you know, we feel very strongly, you know, for our veterans and even current um, uh, military servicemen and women. So uh, to hear, you know, you do something like that, you know, it's really, it's really close to our heart and like we really stand behind it. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. And I always appreciate the support that you, uh, you guys give us since the beginning. And, you know, without you guys and all the supporters, and we couldn't have this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then I know you also um, do something every Monday night. You want to tell the listeners what it is you do on Mondays? Yes, yes. Uh, on every Monday night on YouTube, uh, it's eight o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we do the Operation Eleven Charlie show. So, so we do RC talk, veterans talk. Uh, we have some veterans in the panel. And, and, and people, brothers from the RC community, uh, we just hang out. Uh, it's family-oriented, family and we just talk about RCs, uh, and that's why we talk about the giveaway, all the stuff that Operation Levin Charlie do. Um, as of right now, is uh, we are uh, we are getting uh, referrals from the VA hospital uh, as of the 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 uh, uh, from the PTSD program. So that's uh, we are having uh, some of them uh, in the panel, uh, and and you know we just talk about RC and related stuff, and you know just hanging around, uh, let them feel comfortable and forget about all the other stuff that they go through. Awesome, awesome, yeah, very. Yeah, so no, it's pretty cool. Um, I've been on the show once um, a few months ago, uh, talking about I think it was right around when the Capra was released. Yes. So it's been a minute since I've been on there, but no, it's fun. It's definitely fun to get on. Um, you get to talk, you know, RC, pretty much like what me and Jay do. Um, but yeah, so I guess the, the next question is we got all the formal business out of the way. Um, I know Jay seemed interested that you had the um, RC four-wheel drive. What was it? The, the C2X? Yeah. Yeah, that's... I, I can't believe I don't have any friends that have one of those. And it's, it's a rig I've always been curious about, so I was just curious to see what you thought of it. I love it. It's my first RC four-wheel drive, man. I was hesitant, you know, because I mainly have trailers and crawlers. Um, mm -hmm. And I always wait. I was waiting for for some kind of a, 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 
a crawler type of rig that also looks pretty much scale like the RC four wheel drive ones. And then yeah. then this one came came up. And I have done just a few modifications and and I took it my first try when I tested it was in USDE man. And I was very impressed with this rig. Very, very impressed. I love nice. it. It's one of my favorites right now. Yeah, the things look super scale. I mean, they come pretty decked out, it looks like. Yes, yes. Uh, right on. Awesome. Yeah, I've never really, I guess, gotten into the RC four-wheel drive rigs yet. I mean, I've, I've talked about it in the past. I've hinted at it in the past. But I just haven't really, you know, made the commitment yet. So I know it's kind of weird but yeah it's just the one area that I haven't really made the commitment I, some of it has to do with the fact of how expensive it is like I've looked at the bla the Blazer one um, from RC4 Drive and I mean it's a pretty hefty price tag for that car yes and that's that's what it kept me for uh, out for a while until this one came out I said I think this is the one so I just pulled, I pulled the plug man and I, I don't regret it I love it man nice it's, it's it's one of those rigs, man. Because I, I bought it thinking it's I just I want to use it as a as a trail truck, you know. But also at the same time, I want to make it a decent crawler. And and like I said, and USDE I, I, impressed me a, a lot. Nice. Um, I was gonna say I'm trying to pull it up right now while we're doing all this. Um. Because we always ask our listeners to ask us questions, so I want to see if what we got, so uh, we can have our guest um, answer some of those. Okay, um, this one I think we've answered quite a bit, um, and it's from Chris Trudeau. Um, he said, "Favorite crawling terrain type: rocks, trail, etc., and go-to tire." Um. That one for me, I kind of just like anything that's. I kind of like like the trails with you know like you'd. I guess you can kind of say you'd see in real life you know, uh, dirt, mild rocks you know kind of yeah. like your foresty you know trails kind of um, scenery. That's my favorite because that's kind of also what I like to do with my one to one. And then a go to tire, right now I'd probably have to say either, this one's a toss up. Probably go with the. Proline um, BFG Crawler. That tire works really well for me almost in any condition or um, season. So I think that would be my go-to. Um, Jay, what about you? As far as terrain goes, like, any more, I really like a mix of everything. Like, rock, dirt, just doesn't really matter. Um, hard pack, sand, like, I don't know. I've just, we've spent so much time on just straight up like rock stuff here that any chance I get to do some like realistic driving where you're encountering a bunch of terrain has kind of become my new favorite and what I've been using that I just really like um and I've had them in two in the Predator and the uh G8 compound but lately on every rig that I've got my go-to has been either the XL size, you know, the 475 or the 419 um, Proline BFG KM3. So I've had really good luck with them, and they've 
they've been a great do-it-all tire. Awesome. Yeah, the KM3, that was a toss-up for me because the KM3, I've had pretty good luck, except for the only area that I didn't have good luck with, and it also could have been the rig, is um, I, have the, I have the G8s, and I, have them, I had them on my deadbolt, and I just don't know if my deadbolt wasn't heavy enough, but out in the snow, if it, if it was just fresh powder, they did not want to go. For some reason, they just would like dig to China. They did not want to go. You know what's weird about that? And that's the thing that I've always tried to explain to people. Like, there's a place that we used to go to up here called the Skook, and it's closed down now. But the first time that I drove with a set of KM3s was there, and there was a lot of... Um, the dirt was weird. The dirt had, like, gravel almost mixed in with it in spots, but it was off in the woods, so it was really strange. But you'd be going up these, like, kind of soft, gravelly hill climbs and stuff and trails... And it's just like you described in the snow. Like, they just kind of, like, chew away until they get to the bottom and grab something and go. I mean, they worked great, but they were just gnarly. Like, they just ate up the dirt really, really hard until it found traction and just went. I mean, they didn't get stuck or anything, but it's interesting to hear, you know, that, you know, the same same kind of performance out of two totally different situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Javier, what about you? Well, uh, here, uh, like Jay was saying, I love the trailings, uh, that we have here. Uh, hey, uh, here, especially the one that we do in Kissimmee next to the Orlando airport. So, uh, uh it's, it's kind of have dirt, loose dirt. It's, you know, we got sand all over the place here in Florida. Uh, but that area is, uh, I love it, especially for training more or realistic type. Um, for the tires, man, uh, I'll, I'll go with you, Adam. I, I like, I love the higher access for rocks. You know, I got uh, the two compounds, G8 and the Predator compound, and also for training, I love the the crawler, the uh, BF Goodrich uh, crawlers, and I love I love those tires, man. They're gnarly. Those are a really good tire. Yes. Yeah, the, the crawler I fell in love with because I had those on the black and gold JK at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and prior to that, it was the same car, mm-hmm. um, just a different body, the XJ, the Cherokee. And they just worked in, like, in my area, they just worked in every terrain. So they were a really great tire. Um, I just, I, they're now on my Blazer, which still works just great. Um, I just moved them over to a different vehicle just because I wanted to try something different cool. on the JK. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that one one of those tires, for some reason, they just seem to work. Um, now, the Hyrax, I know we've covered this before in the past. That's just one tire that, I, I mean, I've just never really tried, mm-hmm. only because it's just not scaled to me. Because yeah. it's not like it's not like a BF Goodrich, it's not an Interco, it's not you know a Mickey Thompson. It's like its own tire, so it, you know I'm not knocking on it. I'm just saying it's hard for me to justify. Yeah, I'm gonna get it because it doesn't match anything in the one-to-one world. Yeah, it does kind of change the whole look of your rig. Yeah, you know, like I agree. when you go to something like that. I agree but with they you. work so good though and like the weird thing for me is i hear a lot of people talking about hyraxes don't work in wet conditions but man up here in seattle like we get a lot of rain in the winter time and stuff and sometimes you know summer even and i always thought they worked really well in wet conditions so i mean it must be the type of surface or whatever i mean that that has got to be the difference there because i just i 
I don't see that same kind of problem that they're complaining about. Yeah, yeah. like I said, I've, I haven't got to run them, so I couldn't tell you there. Uh, let's see. And then this one's good. Uh, this is this one I know is, is definitely directed towards Javier. But uh, Travis Kendall wants to know, is there any relation to the 11C indirect fire infantry? Yes, yes. Uh, I was. That was my MOF in the Army. Uh, 11 Charlie. I was 11 Charlie for many years. Wow, that's rad. Cool. So, so how long? I guess I'll just. I'm just gonna ask this just because I'm curious to know too. How long um, did you serve in the military? Uh, altogether, between the reserve and active active duty, I was around 15 years. Whoa! Wow. 15 years. Wow! Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Thank you, bro. Yeah, that is a hell of a commitment. That is, dang, wow. I would do it all over again, man. All, all things considered, you would still. Cool. Yes, uh, I wouldn't change nothing. I would, I would go back to it. If they, they would allow me to go back, I would go back without, without thinking. Wow, dude, that that's a hell of a statement. That's pretty rad. Thank you, bro. Yeah, it's always nice. I know we've also had Alan on the show. Um, I think we got the same answer out of him too a while back. Um, you know, same thing. He said if he could still do it, he'd be doing it in a second. Definitely, man. I think most of us are the same way. Uh, regardless, our, our you know, we retire or we got medical discharge, we will, we will, most of us we will do it all over again. And then um, I guess I'll stay on this topic. My only other question I was going to say is um, now I know just like anything, like, you know, in sports and, you know, even with RC brands, there's always the tongue-in-cheek and the teasing of the different military branches. Now, is that something you guys ever, like, mess around with or does it ever come up when you guys are doing um, your, you know, giveaway or when you have veterans come out or do you guys just strictly just stick to, like, business, we're going to take care of each other, it doesn't matter if, if he was Navy and I, or a Marine and I was Army, like, does that ever come up? No, never, never. We all brothers, man. And especially now, uh, you know, the stuff that we do, and uh, you know, we all disabled veterans, so we serve some kind of way. And we all brothers. It doesn't matter. And like you say, we joke around. You know, me being the army, uh, and we're goofing around with the navy, air force, marines. But we all brothers, man. You know, we we never uh, leave a fallen comrade. So no matter what. Yeah, no, I kind of figured that. I just didn't know if it ever came up because I know every once in a while me and Jay will poke fun at each other because he knows he knows I'm big time axial and he's big time element. So, well, we would joke around. We we joke around, and you know we always when we, when we go training because uh, now, uh, like I said earlier, uh, I'm you know we go training with a special group. Uh, there are from the PTSD program from the VA hospital. So we got we have guys from the Air Force, Navy guy, and Army, and I think we have a Marine guy. So we just goof around, you know, you know. Especially if the Air Force guys is is falling behind. You say, you know, that's the Air Force, you know. We got. <laughs> but no, it's all love, brother. It's all love, you know. Awesome. 
Um, and then actually, and it's probably my fault because I put these questions up so late. Mm-hmm. Um, but and watch now that I'm reading this before I read it out loud, I'm probably gonna butcher it. But Paul um, Sh- uh, Shulman. Um, he said commentating again because Adam got my last name right first try, which I don't even know if I said it right this time. His his question is, uh, what process did y'all go through to start this show, and what all is involved? And then Jay had to say that I will now be the designated namesayer. Yep, it's all gonna fall on your shoulders now. <laughs> even though I probably just butchered it the second time because I stacked myself out. <laughs> Yeah, but see, I'm okay, though. I don't have to feel bad if you do it every time. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I don't want to speak for both of us, but this kind of started out just kind of like us talking back and forth, saying that, you know, there there really isn't a podcast um, out there that's, you know, designated or designed around the scale RC hobby. You know, there's people like Tim Smith with his drag racing um, and he's always got his whole group of drag racers on there. And then we got your son, uh, Jay, or Jay, Travis, and he's, um, and he's got track walk, which is a lot more, uh, racer oriented, um, around like the dirt oval and stuff that they do. So we said, you know what, why not, um, do something that's more related to scale crawlers and, um, you know, that kind of aspect. So, we talked about it for I don't even know how long, and then we finally just said, "All right, let's do it." So uh, I don't think we talked all that long. Like, didn't we? Like, it seemed like we decided on it, and it was like two weeks later we were doing it. Like, it was like I don't know. It was weird. We both kind of just jumped at the chance to do it. Yeah. Um. I mean, I've. It was funny because I've talked with friends in the past about starting some sort of a podcast, but nobody ever really committed. And Jay was like the first one that's like, "All right, let's do it." And then it was more like we were just doing it. Like the first. I mean, if you really wanted to go back in time, the first couple episodes we did, you could tell that they're our first episodes. You know, they they were the quality was a little different. The the layout, the format, whatever you want to call it, the structure was a little different. Um, as we got, you know, more involved, or uh, the longer we've been doing it, we kind of got a little more comfortable with it, and just, you know, let it evolve. Yeah. yeah but just, um, no good. Oh no, I was just gonna say I've just, you know, was just kind of surprised that we even got the listeners that we did. I mean, it was such an unknown thing that, you know, I I didn't know if anybody would even like grab onto it and enjoy it. You know, I figured. Ah, uh, you know, it's fun to do, and if, you know, we got 20 people that listen or whatever, that's cool, and, you know, now we're, actually, I'm going to look really quick, because we were dangerously close to 11,000 downloads when I looked wow. the other day. We are at, come on, got to log back in, 10,800 downloads. Awesome. 200 away. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and the I think one of the weirdest parts about it is that it's a global audience, though, and that's what really, really surprised me. I mean, within, let's see, this is the last 15 days, United States has had 
531 Australia, 42 downloads Canada, 35, 27 in the UK. And what surprises me is that countries that aren't, you know, the English isn't the primary language, like Germany, seven, Sweden, seven, Italy, six, Norway, four, Czech Republic, one, Denmark, one, Turkey, one. Like, uh, man, there's like scalar C scene in Turkey. I mean, that's mind blowing to me. So it's that that's been one of the craziest things. It's like we went from. You know, well, I don't know if anybody's even going to care about this enough to listen to it, you know, if it's going to be boring and, you know, because I mean, everything around the hobby is so visual, you know, it's posting pictures, it's creating video and stuff. And so to like sit and listen and not have something to watch takes kind of a really specialized audience, you know, and that's what's crazy is, I mean, even non-English speaking countries are you know, we're reaching them too. It, it's just, it, it's wild to me that it appeals to so many different types of people, you know, from different areas of the world. Yeah. And the other thing too, I, and maybe I'm just like thinking way too much outside the box, but you know, I really wonder would are they able to actually like, I don't know, maybe have some sort of a translator system for when they listen to our stuff, when you listen to it in another country or do they just, does it just play in English? Like, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Yeah, but. I'm not sure either. I, I think it probably just plays in English. I mean, it's one of the things I noticed just through Instagram and stuff is a surprising number of people from foreign countries are bilingual or, you know, no even more than two languages. Like, it's it's really shocking, and especially, uh, like, Russia and Ukraine and those areas. A lot of them are, you know, a lot of those people speak English fluently. It's really bizarre. Yeah. Um, and then I guess to answer the second part of that question, uh, what did we need to get started? Uh, realistically, we knew that this was like kind of a trial, um, you know, setup kind of thing. So we really didn't want to put a lot of money into it. So there's a ton of YouTube videos out there. I mean, I think after we kind of like started like saying, yep, this is going to happen. This is what we're going to do. Um, I think I got really serious and I think for like a week straight I just watched nothing but like podcast videos and how to get started and what are the equipment that you need and this, that, and the other. Um, and still to this day we are using um, pretty much free software when it comes to recording. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. you, you use something through Adobe, right? No, Trav does. Oh. Um, I, I use Audacity to record the call and then to record myself. Um, I use a program called Mixcraft, and Mixcraft is the one that I edit. But I did have to get that. It was through Steam, and I don't know. I want to say it's like sixty bucks or something like that. But it, it's worth it because it's it's actually music recording software, and so something like a podcast is like really really simple to edit on there. So, oh, okay. But, but I mean, shit, you and I start out both with, what, $30 microphones and said, let's go for it. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, like, I found some microphone on Amazon. It was like 30 bucks, and it came with everything, and it was just a USB mic, plugs into the side of your laptop. You can record and all that stuff with it. And, you know, I, I mean, it sounded pretty decent because I know once once I got it dialed in and we got it working, everyone said the audio got a lot better. Um and then it wasn't until recent that I uh, actually just purchased, um, I don't even know what this thing's called. It's it's by Rode, but I don't know the exact model number. It's it was What actually happened was I was watching a, like, I think it was a truck, some sort of truck 
thing and they do a podcast but while they record their podcast they do it you know rec like they record themselves while they're doing it so you can listen to it through like iTunes and stuff but if you're on YouTube you can watch it and it was one of those things that just popped up and I was watching it and I was like huh what microphone are they using and I could read it that it said Rode on it and I said that's interesting and then um, I think in their description they actually had what it was and I was like alright I'll check it out and I checked it out it's a little pricey. I think I paid like 165 for it. Whoa. Um, but it's uh, it's supposed to be a like podcast like music quality ish microphone, and it came with a little pop filter and all that stuff. The thing I still haven't figured out is the uh, since this is the first night using it, uh, the micro or the headset. So you can plug in the headset to this, and I don't know if it's so you can hear people like that you're talking to or if it's to hear how you're coming across because I know the first time that's why I took a little bit to get Javier on the phone was um, every time I kept calling I couldn't hear Jay and I finally realized I went up in the settings and changed the uh, the outputs so still a little bit of a learning curve but uh, yeah so I mean so realistically to answer your question, all we, all you really need is some sort of a microphone. Um, obviously, the higher end quality gear you get, the higher end it's going to come out in the end. Um, but it is doable for very cheap. And um, the other thing is just dedication. You just got to be dedicated and kind of stay to uh, some sort of a schedule. Um, I know we picked. Wednesday nights to record. That's just us um, because it works for us and we've made it work and it just continues to work. Uh, we've had an occasional had to move it a night or two here and there or uh, skip a week because someone was sick or somebody had something going on or whatever, but pretty much staying consistent with it. Um, just some sort of a microphone to record and software on your computer to record and edit it and then after that, I think it's just putting it on this the proper channels, like getting it on um, Spotify, uh, Stitcher. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the other one. What else do we have it on? Oh, God. Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean. That's the other one, Podbean. Okay. Yeah, that's the one I got downloaded for you guys so I can hear you. Podbean. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, we're still trying. Like I said, and we've always said this in like every show when we talk about this. If somebody knows what we're doing wrong for iTunes, let us know. The other thing that blows my mind is every time we say that it doesn't go up on iTunes, we have one guy that messages us and says, I listen to you guys on iTunes all the time, but anytime I look up that Scale RC show on iTunes, it doesn't even pop up. Trav figured out iTunes. Oh, so he's, yeah, he he's on there now, and so he's gonna walk me through it. It was the it was the um, profile picture is all it was. Oh, it's okay. just super super picky about the format, and he changed that, and so he got track walk on actual iTunes now instead of just Apple Podcasts because I think you can find them on Apple Podcasts, but like actual iTunes itself is the stupid hoops you got to jump through, which. Sounds like we got that figured out. So he's going to, uh, so yeah, I guess that's kind of a major announcement for everybody. So we will be on iTunes. Um, he's going to hop on TeamViewer with me and show me how to do it um, because I'm old and 
<laughs> technology deficient, but uh, we'll uh, we'll have it up on there shortly. So that'll be just I don't know. It feels like a huge mountain that we finally conquered because it's been such a pain in the butt this entire time. And like that's everybody's first thing is like you know is it on iTunes? You need to get it on iTunes. We'll see. I think if it gets on iTunes, we'll definitely. I think the audience will kind of grow a little bit faster or. Just like you know, like overnight, like boom, snap your fingers, because it almost seems like everybody goes to iTunes for their podcasts. I mean, I, I know did. even for Joe Rogan, that was the first place I looked. Yep. So, yeah. So I don't know. That'd be cool. So we finally get that hurdle done, and man, I think we've conquered everything. I mean, God, I know, right? You know, we have we have all our little avenues covered. So next, it'll just be keep coming up with the. Uh, entertaining content to talk about yeah well we got some good guests lined up i mean we've got javier and then uh next week we got brad from associated and elements so that'll be cool and I, we've been trying to get him on here for a really long time so that's nice that things finally worked out yeah i gotta get a hold of um of randall i've been meaning to text him to talk to him about that but uh I never know if he's there or not because, like, you watch the Axial guys when they do their live videos, and it'll say, oh, the, and, like, Randall will pop in, and, you know, he'll be watching, like, everybody else, and they go, oh, look, Randall had a, actually had service to pop in. It's like, well, where is he? What is he doing? So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's just kind of funny. So He's um, been posting some pretty good pictures of just out having adventures lately. It's been kind of cool to follow along and see. Yeah, that's awesome. Um I guess another question because I know Javier called me. Uh, I want to say a few weeks ago, and uh, he was asking for some advice um, and opinions on how to get certain companies and whatnot to help him out. Um, I don't know if that's something you want to talk about or you can talk about. But were you able to get um, any companies on board yet, or is it still just your um, core group of guys that donate? Uh, well, as of now, no, uh, we still gathering that. Uh, well, right now, uh, the situation that we're living in, you know, right now is kind of everything to hold up, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we have uh, JJ Customs always supporting us. Uh, we have uh, Dixieland RC and another hobby shop is D&D Sports. And mainly all the guys and subscribers that we have uh, uh, and locally, you know all the veterans. You know they they the the war is 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 getting out there. You know and and I take this very serious. You know this is something personal what we're doing. Uh, and you know just people keep coming, coming and, and helping and donating and and we do raffles, uh, we do uh, giveaways on on the show, stuff like that. Trying to trying to gather some uh, some money for it or some parts. As of right now, we have uh, the we are a non-profit, you know. When the first phase of it, uh, we had the, 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 what's it called? Oh, my God. It just went out of my, yeah, we, we started the process of non-profit. We got the certificate and everything. Now we got to go to the next one, you know, uh, 501C, I believe. So we are in the process of it. So eventually uh, we can reach out to more people. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, we still we still working on that. You know, we still working on that. Awesome. I guess we can actually apply that last question 
um, that we got probably to you. If there's somebody who's you know like wanted to start their own nonprofit organization or something like that, um, I guess could you give us like a little bit of like the walkthrough of how you did it? You know how difficult was it? You know um, so that way if there's anybody you know who's in the in you know the same shoes of you that want to give back and help the community or whatever that um, kind of get the ball rolling for something for them. Sure, sure. Uh, definitely, it, every state has a different, you know, uh, different stuff. Uh, mainly here, uh, thing I started. I think just pay around seventy dollars for for uh, for the uh, for the application. Everything's online. And everything is with your state, you know. There's no office or nothing, and you know, uh, public office. It, it, it's from the state uh, website, you know, uh, of your state. And uh, it's it, it was uh, I had some help. I have a few bodies, uh, buddies of mine that have a nonprofit, and also helping veterans. And they, everything has to be word by word. So some specific word that you need to to fill out that paperwork. Other than that, uh, the most difficult part is the 501c3. So that's 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 more meant to get your tax ID. Uh, so that part, uh, we are going, we are starting with uh, an office that they that's what they do uh, daily. So uh, we gonna we be working on that, and that's the one that costs the most money. But uh, like I said, it just depends on your state. You know, search for your state, how to start a nonprofit, and 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 this it go that it goes step by step how to do it. Awesome. Um, I guess with that also being said, if any of our listeners want to find you, I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet. Uh, where can they find you? Like uh, the best way to get a hold of you? Okay, we have a, our Instagram uh, is. Uh, 11 Charlie underscore RC. Uh, also uh, on YouTube, 11 Charlie RC. Uh, that's 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 my channel, and that's where we do the Operation 11 Charlie show every Monday. Um, and that's that's where you guys. We are also on Facebook. We got the op uh, Operation 11 Charlie RC group. Uh, feel free uh, to come and join us. Uh, everything that we do here, uh, we post everything. Videos, photos, every every giveaway, every every part of it, uh, while gathering parts or doing the giveaways, we gather everything. We put everything out there. Everything that we get through Operation Eleven Charlie goes out, you know, for all the veterans. Nice. Um, I guess another question, because it's this is something that I've always kind of thought of too, is um, now when you guys are giving back to the veterans, you know, you're kind of giving back a car that. You're, you kind of have some sort of like an interest in, I, I guess I is the right way to say it. Like it's usually, from what I've seen, crawler-orientated. Um, yeah. Has there ever been uh, one of the guys um, or gals that come, you know, for some sort, you know, to be the recipient? And yeah. have you ever had one where they were like, oh, I really wish it was like a basher car or they have like an interest in something else other than the crawlers? Or have the crawlers always kind of been a big hit? I always thought about it because of trailing. You know, we go out and we just forget about stuff. Um, but yes, uh, our first referral from the VA hospital, uh, we gave him a crawler, and he was also interested in speed and the speed runs with Basher. You know, okay. 
So uh, uh, when we got him, uh, we had everything. We had, we already had the uh, the rig for him, so uh, we couldn't change it or nothing. And I told him, you know, maybe down the road we could do that. Uh, but that's the first time when we went trailing as a, as a group, uh, Operation Eleven Charlie uh, Veterans Group. Uh, he loved it. You know, he was into it because it's you know it's so peaceful. And and he's more now into trailing, crawling than 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 before. He was thinking about you know uh, bashing all that stuff. Oh okay, yeah. I was always curious about that because I've noticed that like you know for some reason, and I don't know what it is. You know, maybe it's the same reasons like why you know Jay and myself are into it, but um, it seems to be like the crawler group or the crawler scene seems to be the area that. Um, gets people out of the house for some reason, and I'm, you know, the only thing I could think of is maybe it's a little, I guess, cheaper on your wallet financially because if you're out crawling, you're not typically, you know, right. I'm not saying that there aren't people that drive with a heavy trigger finger, but, um, you know, there's, it, you're not really breaking parts. Where if you're bashing and you're constantly jumping and crashing into stuff and doing wheelies and burnouts, you know, you're blowing through parts and it gets you know, pretty costly. Yes, yes, and that's why exactly, and and you get right right there on point. You know, so that's why we thought about it, and and not just that. Like I said before, the 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 peaceful part. You know, us mm -hmm. being on trails and getting out of the house. Most most of us are disabled vets, especially the ones from CBP. We don't like to go out, and we don't we don't like to be in crowded areas, or we don't trust everybody. So when when we started doing this, we had about the first trail. It was about eight veterans that we went on training, and we had a couple of civilians. And even though they were uh, the first met, and it was okay, it was this guy. But being go, you know going out training, they felt uncomfortable, you know. And 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 it's it was it's an awesome feeling. And and like I said, but that first veteran, he was you know trying to get into speed runs, all that stuff. He just yeah, he just fell in love and trailing and crawling, just the peaceful side of it, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's something about trailing, hitting the trail, and I think it's also the camaraderie, um, yeah. you know, especially like the military is very, you know, the camaraderie is very strong, so it's like, you know, when you're out just hanging out with your group of people, just, you know, going out and hitting the trail, you know, you get that sense of camaraderie, and, yes. you know, it brings back something. Yes, the brotherhood, we call yep. it the Yes, definitely. Awesome. Um, I was gonna say, is there anything else like new that's been going on in the RC that we haven't discussed? Uh, not, not that I know of, really. It's been kind of quiet. Yeah, I mean, well, this will be good because I know I got an itch for it. I've been waiting for mine, and you know, I don't know how much longer it's gonna take for me to get one, but um. Javier, have you gotten your SCX 10.3 put together yet, or have you even started on it? Not, well, actually, today I started masking the the body. <laughs> I, I I still got painting, bro. So uh, I have a, a buddy of my fellow veteran. He's gonna paint it. So I cleaned the body and and start masking it for him. But I should. I've been waiting for parts also, so that's why I haven't started. I like to uh, get gather all the parts then start building. But I'm slacking on that, though. Yeah, should be built already. 
Well, no, it's just I was just curious because, like I said, it's still a new enough car, and you know, only so many people have them. I was just curious to get a little more feedback on, you know, what you thought about it, like in this, that, and the other. But you know, if it's not put together yet and you haven't been able to use it, you know, it's kind of hard, hard to give us, you know, some sort of info on that. I I, I got my NKS servo, the micro servo on it. I mean, here already. Nice. Um. Yeah, the only thing I'm a little, a little worried about that, and we might have to talk about that off the show. Um, and I can always show everybody, like if we get it all figured out, because I might be messing around with it on mine if and when I ever get one. Um, with the Capra, and me and Jay went back and forth about this a lot too. Is we we kind of wanted to go with an alternate setup to be able to run the dig. Okay. Um, Jay wanted to run something other than the Spectrum, I th think, solely just because, you know, the same reason as me, if you, if you're, you know, if you have affiliates with certain companies, that's the company you want to use, yeah. so like myself, I wanted to run MKS, uh, the problem that I ran into was the MKS servo that actually fits that size, the servo horn, or the spline size for it, I want to say is like a four millimeter like don't quote me or a five millimeter and I think you need a six millimeter horn to run the servo saver that they have in the kit for the Capra so what I ended up doing was putting in it was still a mini servo but it was a lot bigger well not not like standard size but it was uh, it was larger than that uh, HV 6900 okay or what one? Because I'm drawing a blank now. Was it 6100? 6100. I got the MKS HV 6100. 6100. That's yeah. what it is. So I grabbed the MKS HV 69, and okay. that one, the horn size is the correct size to use the servo saver, okay. but it's too large to fit in the where it's supposed to go. So on my Capra. I used the stock mounting location, and then I made my own mount for the other ear, so that way it would sit. So it kind of sits in there, not like square, like they want it to sit, but a little crooked. Um, it it works, but I'm just saying if you want to use the servo saver, um, you're gonna have to do something like that because the servo's just the the horn's just too small. That's why they designed it around the. Spectrum one, so that way you could buy the Spectrum and just throw it in there and it fits. Since I don't have the SCX-10 III in front of me, I don't know what the fitment issues are going to be. Yeah. So it, it might be the same thing. It might have to sit in there a little funky. You might have to make your own setup for running the HV-69. I know the 6100 will go, probably go right in the same location. It'll just be you won't be able to use the servo saver. But I also haven't really looked at how the dig is set up on... The SCX-10 I don't know if it's very similar to the Capra or if they change to a different style. Of, of what I've seen so far, apparently it's the same. Uh, it's, it's the same style. So uh, I don't know. I will let you know around that uh, when I get to it. Uh, you see, the other ones that are sold out, man, the Spectrum ones everywhere. So I gotta, yeah. I gotta see how how can I do that, you know. 
Okay. And like I said, if I ever, you know, if I can ever get my kit from JJ, I will, um, I'll take a look at it because if I can get the HV69 to work, I might send you an HV69 and walk you through how to get it in there so that way you could use the servo saver because the way that digs designed, you can use it without the servo saver. I just don't know how long that server will hold up because the design of that dig requires a servo saver because I think, I don't know, I, Jay, do you even have your capper anymore? No, I sold it. Okay, I was gonna say because you, I know you were in the same boat as me trying to get it to work. You, you, even they sell the, they sell the the part tree that has the the special mm -hmm. part that you could put on that servo. I don't know with that uh, you know specific mm -hmm. part you could make it fit or I don't know. No, no. So that's designed around the larger um, uh, size spline. Gotcha. So like basically it won't like it won't even grab around your um the HV6100 that's why I went to the HV69 because that one has the same size that that special part tree uses to make gotcha. the servo saver work gotcha. so yep um i mean it'd be nice if they came up with another way to make that um to make that dig engage but i guess when you're trying to cram everything in there they can only use so much I hope it's not like a capra. I love my capra, man. They only it's so hard to work on. The space, the limited space that you have uh, on it. So, uh, you know, this one it, it shouldn't have that 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 issue. You know, working you can work freely on it. Yeah, it'll be a lot different because you don't have the tube chassis around it. Yeah. Um, I was just saying this, the design of the the dig, um, I was going to say because, uh, Javier, if you ever get a chance um, to run a other dig setup in your car, um, mm -hmm. like especially like around the SCX-10 platform, try the Vanquish okay. dig. The Vanquish dig works differently. Okay. Um, and once you run one of those, you'll realize what I'm saying about the new... Um, dig from Axial, why it's a why it needs that servo saver. Once you understand how the two work, then you're kind of like, okay, it makes sense now. Now I know why they put that servo saver in there because the tolerances are so much tighter on the Axial one that it has to be almost perfect when it when you engage the servo. That if you don't like if you don't have the servo saver, it's going to be kind of putting pressure on your servo till it finds the location for it to go into. So, but uh, super fun to set up. I I don't miss that part of the capper. That and I have a really difficult radio to program too, so it was not a fun experience. <laughs> yeah, um, I still actually have to take mine out and give it a true like rundown they're pretty fun you'll like it so i mean i've played around with it i drove it around i made sure the four-wheel steer works i was able to like do like a tight u-turn around stuff but that's as far as i've gotten with it they turn on a dime with four-wheel steer my friend jared has one and it's ridiculous i mean they don't use any area to turn around it's pretty cool nice um the other thing i was going to bring up not that i guess you that you know, I'm not going to say that you don't care, Jay, but um, Holmes Hobbies should have the V2 of the Puller Pro available in about, I want to say, two to three weeks. Oh, nice. So, yeah, because um, I've been following 
a lot of the YouTube videos and his posts, and um, it kind of like dawned on me because I kind of had a wild hair at my butt the other day. I was trying to find something to work on, and I found in I got the uh, that other dig servo mount from UC Fab, and it like clocks the servo. And it clears all the stuff that I the issues I was having in my UC Fab rig, and I said, oh, maybe I'll you know finish this thing up since you know I'm waiting on the SCX 10.3. So I was like, all right, let me look at what you know, let me look at what electronics are available, and I could not find because I want to run a stubby because when you change that orientation, you got a little bit smaller area to work with. Yes, I think the standard 540 will still fit in there, but um, I want to just use a stubby anyways. And I was like, I can't find a Holmes Hobby stubby anywhere. Like I was like, what is going on? And then it dawned on me, that's right. He said that the V2 he was working on, so all the V1s were just whatever was on hand were being sold, and then on to the new ones. So if anybody's listening and is interested in Holmes Hobbies, they will be released in the next few weeks. Actually, I have a Holmes Hobby Pro V2. 20, uh, 2700 KV, and this one is a USD. Uh, a buddy of mine wanted on the on uh, they were doing some giveaways, and he he got this one, and he gave it to me for 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 Operation Eleven Charlie, and it's yeah uh, it's a Holmes Pull Pro V2 Nice. Yeah, I think he came out with like a small batch of the standards, mm -hmm. um, and then I know he's none of the stubbies have come out, or if they have, it's been in really small quantities. So, yeah. but yeah, it'll be kind of cool. Jay, what were it, you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say it. It'd be good to get him on here one of these days because he is so damn funny. Yeah, no, I know. Like the one that cracks me up, and if anybody's listening to this and hasn't checked it out, you need to go watch his YouTube videos. The one that just totally was like the funniest thing I've ever seen um, was the one about his his cones. If you've seen the cone video, <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. The cone video oh, is the best God. video like that he's I think that he's done to date because it is just hilarious and the best part is <laughs> talks in like like in that video in like the Bob Ross kind of like oh yeah I know. <laughs> oh. so I don't want to ruin it for anybody but Jay's laughter will tell you right there how funny that episode or that it, that it's one so, it's so good his videos are fantastic I just I, I love the fact that he doesn't take it all super seriously or anything because it's just he's got a good thing going <laughs> he does. Oh, yeah. he does I think uh, one of my favorites the one I think it came on um, on Christmas time the retinet truck that he got from Walmart or something that was he was making a uh, he made a video of it I was cracking up man yeah that and when he does his uh the other one, it's kind of cool because it's not really. I, I don't. Know if, I'm not gonna say it's not popular, but it's not something that a lot of people really like talk about. I guess you know from the RC world, they're not really like it's not one of their hobbies. But he's another one who's into turntables. So like he has a couple videos talking about his turntable setup. Yeah, I saw yeah, that one. Like DJ, like, am I hearing you right? What was that? Like, 
like DJing, like two yeah. turntables and a microphone. Like, yeah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know it, what. I don't know if it's just because I can't picture him doing that or what. That's funny though. No, he does, and he's got one video where he's talking about the different setups, and he's saying like, he's saying how like when you use the digital turntables, it's kind of like cheating because you you know you can just kind of like the songs are playing and you're just kind of using those to make the scratch noises and you can change like the reverb and all like the speeds and all that. He goes, whereas actually if you use like a real one with, you know, you have to make sure you get the needle right in the groove where you want it, when you need, and like he talks about it and he, and he kind of like, you know, gives his thoughts and opinions on it. And it's, it's pretty funny because like you said, it's like, you just don't picture him being one of those like DJ guys, but when he does it, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's just the whole Bob Ross voice, and then like I just I don't know. It's <laughs> the whole thought of it just kind of cracks me up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. No, John Holmes is a funny dude, and he's he's very intelligent. Like I mean, some of the stuff like when he sent me that um, the Polar Pro, the drag, the one that I put in my drag car. When he was like, when he asked you, like he was like, so you're you're running two S, right? Yep. And he goes, what are the what's the gear mesh or what's the gear setup you're having? I was like, oh, I I, I probably am getting this wrong now. I forget what I changed it to, but I I want to say it was like a seventy something, like a seventy six, and a I think I told him in like a twenty eight or a thirty, and he's like. That means it'll be running at about this many RPMs. It did, 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 did. and he like he knew everything based off of everything you just told him. And he was like, "You might want to change this and do that, and you know, you'll and after that you'll be pretty good. You have a lot of long, like you know, at the end top end power." And I'm like, "Dude, this is why I come to you because all this stuff is over my head." <laughs> yeah, Where I was I was talking to Ty about him uh, a couple days ago, and we're talked about like a sense of humor and stuff but one of the things that i i thought was really cool is he and ty at Tekin have like a really cool like mutual respect type of relationship on facebook and stuff you know like there there's no like you know there there's no like this guy is the competition and blah blah, blah you know so like he uh I, I don't know, like, Ty said the same thing you did, that, you know, he's the dude's super, super smart and just had nothing but good things to say about him, and I thought that was really cool, because usually, you know, competing businesses, there can be some animosity or whatever at times, but not not with those two, which I, I think's neat. Yeah, actually, that's what's kind of actually cool right now, and I think that's why he has, um, like, that a good working relationship with, with Tekin, is since he's kind of taken down all of his uh, brushless ESCs um, when I was actually talking to him the one time about it because I was like oh you know and this is when I found out that he wasn't going to be or he's revising them so it'll be a while before they get back up um, he said yeah just get a he, his exact words yeah just get a, a, a Tekken um, what is it the, R, the RX8 or no yeah, well, that that's one of their ESCs. It's RX four is the RX four. Yeah, the new. I was thinking of the new one, the RX four. He's like, yeah, just get the element proof RX four. You'll be fine. And I'm like, isn't that supposed to be your competition? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good ESC though. I mean, there there's no denying it. So I mean, that that's pretty cool that he, you know, refers people to that. 
Well, I think it's because he also knows that his isn't available. So just use what you can, you know, use something of quality. He's not going to tell you to go, you know, get something that's, you know, a less quality unit to run with his motor. So. Yeah, exactly. I, I wish there was more stuff in RC that's like that where, you know, it's just like a friendlier type of atmosphere with things like that. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I'm, it's it's something you don't see a lot of. Um, I think I mentioned that I'm kind of... I know I'm also my other hobby is you know the the two A stuff, but um, it's just something you don't really see a lot because the whole end game is you're trying to create business and you're trying to sell items. So you don't want to always be, you know, I guess lining your competitors' pockets. But if you could use if you could use your competitors to your advantage or work with them, so it's a win win. Then you're, you know, killing two birds with one stone. I Yeah, it's funny you say that. I ran into a situation like that the other day with uh, a guy talking to me, um, wanting some stuff done, and I explained to him, you know, I was like, well, you know, Freaky Skins does the kind of weathered look, you know, with, like, the patina and stuff, and I said, you know, I'm not very good with photorealistic stuff, but he is, and, you know, I said I, I purposely don't do things like that, so I don't really, you know, step on his toes or anything, and, uh, you know, I asked the customer, I was like, you know, I don't know if that's going to be a deal breaker for you or not, but, you know, this is kind of the way I feel about it, and uh, they they still bought our stuff, but, I mean, you know, it's like, it's kind of one of those things like credit's due or credit's due, you know? Exactly. And also, real quickly, sorry, I just put everything on mute because I didn't realize that I was sitting in the squeaky chair and I kept hearing it creak and I was like, oh, that probably sounds great. Oh, I, I haven't even heard it. Oh, no. okay. No. Huh. Because it was bothering me. I kept hearing it, so I was like, darn it. <laughs> so I was like, that's it. I'm grabbing a different chair. This is driving me mad. <laughs> nope, sounds fine. This is the definitely the best audio quality that we've had out of you yet with that new mic so yeah see i think that's part of it too i mean this really you know changes the game i know i talked with travis for a while about setups but i just don't have the the funds to do that extensive of a setup um if we're gonna dive back into like what you need to be doing um a podcast well there's things like so there's two different style microphones there's an actual true microphone um like plug you know like you'd actually use like if you were doing a concert or whatever like if you're a musician uh it's an actual i don't know what it's called but it's a it's an actual microphone plug and then obviously your computer doesn't have that plug so you need some sort of an adapter so typically you get a whatever the real microphone plug adapter so you plug into that then from there you plug into your computer with an um uh, what's the word with a USB, and then that's how you you know get your quality. But a lot of that stuff could be big bucks. Um, and then the other thing you can add to it is you can actually add one of those uh, soundboard mixer kind of things. Um, I know uh, Tim Smith's got one because yeah, he Trav just bought one too. Yeah, because he's because then you can do like all the applause while you're doing your talking. You can like change your things. So you could dub your voice. Like I know, uh, he I know Tim Smith always uses that one to do it, so he can change his voice and do the Mister Crowley every time he talks to Ryan Crowley. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, that's too funny. 
Yeah, Trav was messing around with the applause thing and some other stuff the other night when we were recording. It was pretty cool. It, it it's neat, but it's just like I don't I don't know. For me, the setup that we've got, like it's you know, we finally got it to where it's like fine tuned and don't have a lot of problems with it. So I'm like super sketched out about trying anything different, especially if it's like, you know, big money items, but no, like your voice tonight is, um, you know how Tim, when we recorded with him that night, how it was real, uh, like there was just no background noise. There was no hissing. There was no static. It was just super clean. And it was just, you know, no echo or anything like that. It didn't sound like you're in a big room and that's how you sound tonight. It's like really muted in the background. And so it's like, all you hear is your voice. So it's that def that microphone was definitely worth the money. Okay, good. I'm happy. Well, I mean, I've been really happy with road products. Um, I used the road before, before Apple got rid of the headphone jack, but, um, I used to use, they had a portable, like microphone and it even came with the what do they call it the dead cat or whatever you want to call it the the big sound woofer thingy so you don't hear all the wind um and it was a directional mic so you basically plugged it into your headphone jack and you can angle it which direction you wanted and then you know it would help with your audio um i think that was like 60 70 bucks and i used to use that when i was recording with my phone to do like little videos and whatnot um and i really liked it it was great quality you know the price wasn't too bad. Um, they make one for the new, for the later iPhones like now, where you actually have to use your uh, charger port for uh, the headphones. Um, but yeah, so I said, you know what, Rode's a good. They're a good brand. Um, I've had good luck with them. I mean, at first I wanted to get this a while ago, but I was like, the price is just kind of scaring me. So I was like, I don't know. And then finally, I just said, you know what, I'm gonna do it. I've been staring at it long enough. I'm just going to do it. No, it was definitely worth it. So now we'll just have to get you one. I know. That'll have to probably be the next purchase. Uh, Trav still has his boom mic, so maybe I'll try that and see. You know. And well, if... well, that's the only other thing, though. This doesn't – so I'm not using – There's. I don't have a boom right now, so it's. I'm just using the tripod thing that it comes with. Um, but you can actually take this off, and it's got a – it's got the same mount, almost like a like a tripod mount, the thumb screw thing. It's got that size thread in it, so uh, you can attach it to almost anything. So if you get a boom mic, you could put it on, on the boom and then adjust it anywhere. I mean, that was one of the next things I wanted to get, so I can actually like adjust it to where it's like super comfortable. Mm-hmm. But never got really around to it. Now the next thing, if I could just figure out, and maybe it's just because which we never really and added this to when we were talking about the things you need to start doing a podcast. Um, now, there are ways to get guests you know, in your podcast. Uh, we found that it's easier to just do a, fo- a phone call on Facebook Messenger, and then you can you know, record that way. Um, there are those audio devices where you basically plug your phone into the audio device, and then you plug the audio device into your computer, and then it can record both your conversation and the guest conversation and they can be separate tracks and then you can add them to the mixer um, software so you can actually adjust all the volumes and all that stuff but um, like again that's you know it gets pricey yeah and like with the mixcraft uh, software that I use there is a little bit not a lot but there's a little bit of volume adjustment between tracks 
And uh, there, there's been a few times where I've had to turn mine up because if you're looking at like the whole like on the software, the like spectrum analyzer part of it where it's showing like the waves and everything of the sound um, on Audacity, when you guys talk, it almost maxes those out. And then when you look at my track on Mixcraft, it's just like very slight deviations from that like center center line that goes down the middle of it so i usually have to crank my volume up but there's been a couple times where it wasn't enough to where i could like match the two volumes mine was still a little bit quieter but i don't know the setup i've got you know i'm still using that 30 dollars mic that you and i had first got on amazon and uh unfortunately it sits on my desk in front of me so it's still you know like a foot away or so from me otherwise like if it was closer i'd be like hunched over like you know talking down to it because it only stands up about eight inches or so yeah and that's the same thing with this one this one doesn't stand up you know that tall at all either but um it's just i'm just using what it came with and then it actually also like i said came with that um that pop filter so that way you're not getting any of the harsh you know you know peas and whatnot right. so um yeah so far like i said i think it's worth it um everything that it comes with and then they give you enough cable like i mean it this is how i also know it's designed to go into a boom mic the cable for this thing is like i mean there's like six foot of cable here oh wow so i was like i could set my computer here and go walk all the way over to another desk and sit there and just talk from there oh crazy oh i did forget to tell you too when we recorded that after dark episode for track walk um, we used uh, Skype instead of Facebook Messenger for the call. Oh, okay. Travis, he swears up and down that the sound quality is better and everything through Skype. So I don't know. That might be something we have to try. I don't think that's anything that I have to do differently on my end. It's just every you know, for, if you're having guests all the time, everybody has Facebook Messenger on their phone and stuff. Not everybody has Skype, so it's. The way we've been doing it's a little more friendly for everybody, you know, that's not like 100% prepared for something like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I still have, I mean, I still have Skype. We can, you know, if we ever wanted to use it, we could still use it. But um, I know we had that difficulties that night. Yeah, no, we can try it. You know, there was something I wanted to bring up, too, that I thought was kind of funny. So, you know how you and I are always talking about how there's, like, a lot of things that falls under scale RC, like, you know, like you and I consider, like, the no prep drag racing scene to be, you know, scale RC because of, you know, people are building realistic rigs and stuff, and then there's the crawlers and stuff, but there's also, like, this whole subculture of scale rc stuff that in james knight i've noticed is super into it but that's like getting tamaya kits and stuff like that and building those up you know like he's done with his uh military buggy and some of the other stuff that he does and there's a guy that i'm friends with that works at um de race wheel you know racing wheels and tires and his name is chris Vieira. And he posted a Kyo show the other day that was a bug. It's based on their Scorpion chassis, which is like a re-release from a million years ago. And for whatever reason now, he's got me all geeked out on, 
wanting to get like a Tamiya Sand Scorcher and do like a super scale build on one of those. So it, it's kind of funny. It's like it's there's there's like this very small following of guys uh, within Scale RC that are you know building and buying stuff like that and doing these awesome builds and they're like not even remotely crawler related, but they're still just super super scaled. So it's kind of cool. Awesome. Yeah, um, I'm I'm still waiting to see what like the next like big thing in scale RC is going to be. Like, what's the next like set of news? You know, it's 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 funny how it all kind of just like keeps going up and down, and like sometimes we got a lot of down, and before it goes back up. Do, hey, do you subscribe to any magazines? Either, uh, either of you guys. So the only magazines I'm subscribed to are like the real four wheel drive magazines, like uh, Pedersen's Four Wheel Drive and um, Four Wheeler. But I'm a little confused because I also just started um, a subscription to Diesel Power or whatever it was called, the magazine, not the thing that the Diesel Brothers do. But um, they, I got a letter saying that the publisher is no longer publishing um, Diesel Power. So if you, you know, but still follow their, you know, their other magazines that they're affiliated with which was four-wheeler and all that stuff so i was like all right cool and then i got a thing saying that the magazines are going to be discontinued across all the things like four-wheeler peterson four-wheel drive i guess they're all going to digital no kidding huh yeah because like i used to get rc driver and i get radio control car action which is like <coughs> excuse me geez um I think it's kind of the last last man standing. I think it's the last RC magazine out there, at least in the United States. And I was flipping through the newest issue, and it, it's funny. It's one of those rigs that you don't really think of, but they're out there, and it actually looks pretty good. Um, they do a review of the G-Made uh, double cab Komodo in this, and it's a nice-looking truck. Like, it has a pretty detailed body. Um injection molded grill roll bar like some mirrors and accessories like it's actually a really nice looking truck but the motor and trans setup in that thing is pretty badass dude like it it's carried super low and really far forward um not quite like the vanquish one is with the vfd transmission but mm -hmm. this thing it's it's in the middle and really far forward kind of like uh sort of like the new axial and then um Red Cat and Traxxas kind of have it positioned in the same way too, so it's not the same warmed over Komodo that they used to have with like all the the chrome frame rails and the chrome links and all the blingy stuff. It's actually like a pretty normal and decent looking rig now, so I don't know, I'd be curious to see if anybody gets one to see what their thoughts are about it. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to take a look at that. Um, there's one other thing, oh, that's right. So before we end this, because I know we're getting close to our um, wrap-up time, but I wanted to say, um, and I, man, this is going to be so bad. I think I'm going to get his actual name wrong, but he goes by Anarchy RC on Instagram. Um, I want to say, because what came on the box? I think his name was, I think it was Andres Campos. Andre Campos, I want to say, is what was on the box. If I'm getting that right, if you're listening, I'm sorry. You know, if I butchered the name, even though Jay's 
dubbed me the namesayer. Um, <laughs> he sent us each a um, tab sheet for, you know, like, if you're welding up stuff. Um, I do got to say, it's one of the best fab sheets that I've seen come out um, for that, you know, part of the hobby. Um, I've used the Carter Fab stuff, like, at the very beginning. And then uh, BPC, which is uh, local to me, they actually started doing the fab tabs also, but they're more like a, I want to say like a four to five inch tall, maybe two inch wide. You get a couple gussets and some, uh, like you could use them for shock hoops and stuff like that. You got like little ends and, you know, different little parts like that. This one's actually like a five by five sheet. And I mean, it's got a ton of stuff. It's got stuff so you can make your own, like uh, mounting points for sliders, uh, shock points. Um, I mean, like, it's just a very detailed, I guess the amount of uh, tabs you get is what I'm trying to get at for the size and everything. It's pretty cool. So he sent us that. I just received it today in the mail, so I got to get yours up to you. Um, but I wanted to give him a thank you for sending that out to us to test out and use. Um, he is working on a website, so he told me once he has the website up, he'll share it with us so he can, um, so so you can go there and buy it. So for now, I guess your best bet would be to get a hold of him on Instagram. And again, that his name is Anarchy RC. Right. So yeah, thank you very much. That's awesome. That'll uh, that'll come in handy with building a moon buggy. So yeah, speaking of Moon Buggy, um, I think that was on our Facebook page. I feel really like it's it's kind of crappy. There was a guy, um, I think it is on our Facebook page. Um, there was a guy when I said, "Oh, what's on your bench?" and he showed a Moon Buggy, and somebody stole it. Oh, I saw that. That sucks, dude. That thing was rad. Wow. Man. So, yeah, it's just sad when you see stuff like that. You know, it's just, you know, and, and my, my number one question is, is like, what are you going to, like, realistically, what are you going to do with it? Because it's so, you know, um, it's just, like, especially a one-off thing like that, where, what are you going to do with it? You know, what, are you going to chop it up into pieces? Because you can't use it. Somebody's going to know what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's just it, and I think a lot of the thieves and stuff like that, like, they don't even really necessarily know what they got. I mean, Trav got his car broken into at the apartment complex that he lived at, and they jacked his, like, big OGO 9800 bag that had all his race stuff in it, so they, like, they they left his radio which was in its own case and luckily he didn't have any cars in there but they still stole like $2,500 worth of stuff and it was spare parts battery charger batteries I mean just all kinds of stuff and you know they probably took the thing and got home and opened it up and they're just like what the hell is all this stuff like I think most people that are ripping people off don't even really know what it is that they're getting they're just looking for something they can take to the pawn shop yeah yeah, yeah. It's just it, I don't know. Like I said, it's just sad. I'm still trying to find that one so I can give him somewhat of a shout out. But I don't know why it's not popping up on. I have it all. Was, it was blue, right? Yeah. I have all the comments turned on, and for some reason, it's not popping up. Weird. Yeah, very weird. 
I mean, there's actually a couple posts that I, that aren't popping up right now that I that were on here. Like there was a guy building, it looked like almost like a custom mud truck, and he had it all. Um, yeah. What? Yeah. Where? Where was that? And that was in the same thing, but I don't see it yeah. now. I don't know. No, Facebook's no. Facebook's messing with me right now. <laughs> well, it's always weird when you and I are on here because you see comments in a different order even though we'll sort them to like you know all comments instead of most relevant and uh yeah i mean like you and i'll still be looking at completely different stuff i think Mm -hmm. i found it i think it's on your uc fab post no it's on that one during quarantine are you able to work on any projects let us know what's on your bench yeah if you go down the guy's name is kelly hartle yeah Um, h-a-r-t-l-e that's the uh gentleman that had his moon buggy stolen you know what i need to do i need to not look at it from uh facebook pages and i need to go on our actual page yeah go on the page because there's actually a bunch of stuff on there i mean there's like a gnarly monster truck build from uh joe harrison um that was the one i was talking about where he he's got like it's like it almost looks like a custom chassis i mean it's pretty crazy yeah, the thing's nuts. Like big roll bar, kind of an older body style truck body on it. Yeah, we have forty nine comments. Yeah, and see, there's the one from um, from from Tory Heath. He's working on a four seater um, buggy. Scooter Scott has his like storefront, the scale storefront. That thing blows my mind. We're gonna have to kind of talk to him about that yeah. one time because he's got like the scale uh, Pepsi and Coca Cola, the stereo, all the little boxes for the RC cars. I mean. Pretty crazy. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, you, like you said, Kelly Hartle was stolen last month, so getting the parts to build another one. Dude, that just sucks. And especially, I mean, like, a handmade cage like that, like, that, that's a lot of effort that went into that thing, you know? That just, I don't know. It, thieves are so shitty. That's just, I hate that. Probably <laughs> yeah, just I'm, about worse than anything, you know? Yeah, I mean, real quickly before we totally end the show, um... It's kind of like how I felt when um, the whole incident happened up at Axial Fest two years ago. Um, one of the one of the guys, the locals to CKRC, um, he uh, uh, Alec Vanderbrink, he left his custom before it was a, before it was an official car, way before it was an official car. His custom built Axial Wraith one nine. It had some custom one off. Um, wordy made bumpers and all this stuff and he left it underneath the art like the corner of the rv uh for ckrc because he was helping you know ckrc with the storefront and some other stuff and all of a sudden you know we're i think we were getting ready to go to um to the uh award ceremony and he's like freaking out and he's running all over and we're like alec what's the matter dude and he's like have you seen my rig? And I'm like, I haven't seen your rig all day. I said, what, where, where was it? And he goes, I had it sitting right here underneath the CKRC um, RV. And he goes, it's gone. And I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, it's gone. So I immediately went to his last post. We started sharing it all over saying it was stolen. But it's like the thing that goes through my mind is it's like, okay, you know it's a custom rig. It's very distinctive. You, you know, you didn't just go take, you know, a deadbolt or a honcho you know, something that somebody just painted a different color. 
you know, you took something with custom fabrication on it, there's no way you're going to be able to use it because someone's going to spot it a mile away. So what are you going to do? Tear it into pieces? At that point, it's kind of like you've wasted your time doing that. Yeah, that's sorry, man. That's freaking sorry. So, but, um, yeah. Um, I think that wraps up this week's episode. Is there any more questions you have for Javier? Um, no, no, other than, you know, it's just a pleasure to, you know, meet you, even though it's, you know, on a, <laughs> on a, on a call here, but no, man, uh, what I think you're doing is awesome and it's been a pleasure and it's, you know, it's one of those things that you definitely wish there was more people like you out there, uh, working to make people's lives better. So it's pretty rad and thank you for that. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate that very much, man. You bet. Yeah. Man. Yeah, uh, thanks, Javier, for coming on and taking your time. And I know – and he's actually a trooper. I warned him and told him, hey, we record at this time, you know, typically, but I said we can adjust it, you know, because you're back east. And he says, nope. He goes, that's fine with me. So he's a trooper, stayed up late for us and uh, uh, giving you this uh, awesome episode. So, again – uh, thank you, Javier. And if you want to check him out, it's eleven Operation Eleven Charlie RC. Um, and yeah, make sure to uh, give him a follow. And if you want to check out their live stream they do on Monday nights, uh, definitely check that out too. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and if you're in a position to even better help him out, you know, um, I know I'm gonna reach out to him and see if there's anything I can do. But uh, you know, if you own a hobby shop or you're in tight with a guy who owns a hobby shop or you work for a manufacturer or something, you happen to be listening to this, um, take a look at his program because it's it's definitely doing a lot of good for people that need it. So uh, if you can contribute at all, that would be pretty rad. Thank, thank you so much, guys, for having me. And, and I couldn't do this with all the guys from Operation 11 Charlie there. Their help a lot. I appreciate you guys always being there for me, Adam. So uh, yep. thank you. All right. Well, until next week, we will see you guys um, hopefully out on the trail. Um, take it easy, guys. See you later.